This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach, and for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. This week on Spooko, we are once again joined by Sammy and M from our favorite fellow horror movie recap podcast out of LA, Too Scary, Didn't Watch. Um, well, should we just jump right in? Let's do it. So here we are in sunny California, um, all four of us. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Sammy. Thanks, M. It's hot. What a lovely it's place you have here. here. It is toasty, toasty warm in Los Angeles, California. Truly lovely time to come here to California where things are just great. Uh, (laughs) Things are great here. No worries at all. Um, I'm just just catching up with US news. I sort of tuned out in sort of around about February. Um, Things are things that they've gotten worse. They've gotten worse. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Since February. Oh, no. Um, Where to begin? Things are. (sighs) Well, let's just say, yeah, we couldn't we couldn't make it to Australia this time. I don't think we're well, allowed. We make it. We're delighted to fly over, guys, and <laughs> and so we're guests on a much better organised um, podcast. So I shouldn't have started off in such a disorganised way. Um, can does one of you professional people want to do it, Sammy? You're, no, 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 you no. You're hosting and driving. Um, well, uh, my name's Peach. Uh, that's my nickname, uh, and I co-host a podcast called Spooko that you are either listening to now or. You are on the crossover too scary <laughs> didn't watch version of. Yeah, Peach, I was gonna say, because we are doing a proper crossover episode, mm. that's gonna make sense on the Too Scary Didn't Watch edition, where it's gonna be like, oh, that's who Peach is. On the Spooko episode, everyone's gonna be like, Peach, we know who you are. Maybe <laughs> we need for like fifty episodes. Oh, oh, and this is the thing I did wanna say, guys, congratulations on fifty episodes of Too hey, Scary Didn't Watch. Congrats right back hey, to you. Congrats right oh, back at you. <laughs> <laughs> 50 episodes of Spooko. (laughs) A hell of a year and a hell of a year. And well, so we got for our listeners and then we'll do the same for you. But for our listeners, Shag, introduce yourself. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so I'm Shag and I (laughs) co-host a podcast called Spooko with my good friend Peach. Now, uh, in terms, in the vernacular of Too Scary Didn't Watch, I am the Sammy and Peach is the Emily. That's good. That's good. I, I love this. Yes. I also go by Silent Jenna. So this is this is oh, a, this is a big Jenna, reveal. Yes. Yeah, I'm also known as Silent Jenna. <laughs> this is the big reveal. This That's is your me, first guys, time finally. hearing it. It's been Peach the whole time. We don't have a friend named Jenna. Surprise. <laughs> the jig is up. <laughs> we do we do want to catch up on the news. I think the biggest news from Spooko is the fact that we still don't have a Russia sponsorship. Boo. Uh, I am hate not, to hear it. I'm not pleased. I'm not pleased about that. I thought we got it in the bag for you guys last time. 
Thank you, Sammy. Um, <laughs> and for any too scary didn't watch listeners who have connections in the with the Australian brewing industry, um, you could reach and there, out. We have some, for sure. We have some, some listeners, for sure. <laughs> We're really hustling for sponsorship from this Australian beer called Reshes that have just released a, like, nostalgic throwback version. Surely the time has come. 50 episodes. What is up? It's time. Episodes. It's time. Oh, come on. So, um, Sammy and M are the wonderful guests we've got here. Could you guys introduce yourselves for the wonderful Spookanauts or, or whatever we're Spookanauts. called? Spookanauts. Spookanauts. Ooh. Hi, hi Um I'm, I'm Emily. I, I co-host a podcast called Too Scary Didn't Watch. And for, for all of you listeners, I am the peach. Yeah, man. We're the best, M. (laughs) (laughs) I counter that. (laughs) My name is Sammy. I co-host Too Scary Didn't Watch, and I am the shag, and we're actually the best. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting counterpoint. Interesting counterpoint. (laughs) That was a perfect argument, Sammy. Thank you. (laughs) Foolproof. Yep. One of the themes of Spooko is me trying to fill dead air with just sort of running my mouth. But but um, one of the themes of Too Scary Didn't Watch is that um, Em and Sammy check in and sometimes with their mate Henley, who's who's abandoned them for New York. Henley, what's up? Drive safe. Um, is that they that they check in to see if um, if anything scary has happened this week. So 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 Em, has anything scary happened to you this week apart from living in a failed state? I mean. It, it's directly related to living in a failed state, Peach. Uh, I, I I got laid off. <gasps> oh. No, genuinely oh. scary. It's about no, genuinely, genuinely scary. Genuinely it's, spooky. It's, oh. it's okay. It's okay, <laughs> guys. It's the state we live in. It's a part-time job. I've got other irons in the fire. Um, no, it was not <laughs> not wholly unexpected. But this this is the world we live in right now. The scary thing is is for lots of people who. Um, will not be so quick to get back on their feet. I am a booming podcast entrepreneur, so I will be. I'm, I'm We're swimming fine, in baby. money, baby. We got a Matreon. Um, yes. oh, we got a Matreon. We're doing Shout out that Matreon page. Actually, that's a super good point. If you want to support Too Scary Didn't Watch, hit up their, uh, their Matreon. I mean, it, it, Patreon, it's uh, Matreon because we're women. That's <laughs> right. Fuck the patriarchy, dudes. Let's burn it down. <laughs> but look, I just wanted to say, Em, you should be, like, at least, luckily, you're in a place with, like, a really good social safety net. So there's no... <laughs> Yeah, I feel so good about it. Yeah, oh my god. I, I mean, I love to be um, in a, a truly depraved capitalistic society uh, at, in times like this. It really, I feel so good. Um, this is the scariest thing of all. So, you know, everybody just, everybody in America, please keep wearing your masks. Everyone not in America, man... It must rule. <laughs> and, uh, I'm really supremely jealous of your day to day. Well, I think what's so crazy is like we've both uh, we've both passed this threshold of 50 episodes, and I think we've all come to the realization that the truly scary thing was capitalism, capitalism. all along. It was capitalism all along, and you know, there's a lot of horror movies that that's the subtext. I feel like <laughs> so we learned it. We learned it through horror movies, and we learned it through life. 
Speaking of subtext, okay, so I'm really excited about today's horror movie that we're doing today. It's an Australian one called Relic, but... Fucking, are we asking anyone else if they had a scary week, Shelby? I was like, going to say... We are guests. Uh, Peach, we are guests Peach here. does have a scary Peach thing, Peach seems right? excited to say something. Peach, did anything scary <laughs> happen to you this week? You need to upload something scary? <laughs> well, now that the moment's upon me, this is quite scary because... You know, <laughs> be, careful. be careful what you wish for. Um... Uh, I think my scary one's a bit watery compared to M's because um, it's about hilarious imposter syndrome and mm. and also it's very awkward to say after M's news because I just started a new job. But in essence, it's... <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That is I'm the worst brag ever. Uh, is, no, no, I want to... I'm doing badly here. <laughs> I want to hear is, your thing. <laughs> no, I feel like imposter syndrome is something I've, most people can relate to, so let's hear it. Oh, terrifying. I'm scrambling for the exits, but... In essence, um, I sort of came in, I'm a lawyer and I've got a bit of a profile of knowing a bit about a couple of things. And I came in heralded of like, don't worry, guys, Peach is here. He's going to give some real high quality legal advice. <laughs> and things were going, things were going well for about a week and a half until someone asked me a question that I got wrong. And ever since then, I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Now they're going to know. Now they're going to know. So... Mm. M just revealed her spooko news of the week was that she got laid mm. off. Mm. Your spooko news to counter that, which you interrupted to be like, guys, we, we have to keep on, was you got a question wrong at some point during the week. My biggest fear is being a bad guest. And what I was trying to do was to do the too scary didn't watch admin, whereas you were trying to railroad in your introduction of the movie. So some of us are anxious to be good guests. And some of us just want to go and do their own thing. And I'm one of the former, Shaq. Um, Sammy, did you have anything scary happen to you this week? <laughs> well, it's not it's not going well so far. I feel nervous to follow up these two things with another work-related thing. But might as well stick with the trend. I quit a job this week, so... Fuck that job. Which, yeah, man. you know, yeah. isn't too... Quitting is the best. I was going to say, it's not too scary. Quitty, quitting fucking rules. If you don't it like your job... It is such a good feeling, man. Quit. It's great. Um, I was working a job where they had me scheduled to work 25 days in a row. Um, they were being jerks, and they were not paying me well. And I was like, I don't know why you think you can do all three of those things. <laughs> Pick two. All of those are bad. Yeah. So, no, thank you. So, Was I quit. it Rush's? <laughs> it was Rush's the Australian well. beer company. Yeah. We do have a yes. bone to pick with them as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. They're like they're very and They lax. are listening. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Shag, anything scary for you this week? Fuck. Like I feel like we're all just really rubbing M's nose in it by just talking about work <laughs> fun work related agency. No, it's things. fine. I'm fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's really fine. No, it's actually fine. I had to run a workshop with, uh, it was just scary having to run a workshop with a biscuit client in which I, well, I mean, as part of this workshop, which was kind of a brainstorm, this idea came up where at the time, you know, in the heat of like coming up with ideas and everyone's really excited, we thought it might be a good idea to be like, well, I mean, people love your biscuits. What if we made dog versions of your biscuits that their dogs could eat as well and they were sort of like yeah it's probably not a cool idea for our human biscuits to also have dog versions that are exactly the same and i mean it wasn't scary it just probably wasn't the the best suggestion anyone's ever made in a workshop that i was running and, and quick question uh for our listeners are we talking cookies 
Well, oh, yes. Sorry. Yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes. yes. We are talking cookies. Yes. We're talking cookies. Okay. I just, want, I just want to make sure, you know, I, and that's why we do this. This is the joy of cross-cultural podcasts. <laughs> cookies and biscuits, man. I am super excited to see because there's, there's a couple of specific things uh, I think we do want to ask you as we go along. But what I, what I was saying before, and Peach, you are right. I'm sorry. I wasn't being a good guest. Um, <laughs> jumping back into my like spooko, like straight man role. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. So. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so I wanted to introduce the film because we were talking about subtext and I don't think, and I've seen both Jordan Peele films and I still don't think I've ever seen a horror movie with more like capital S subtext than the movie we're doing today like it yeah. could not be more subtext and yeah. in fact I think there are moments in the film where they actually go this is what the film's about but like <laughs> there, are, there, there are almost like a su- like knowing winks to the camera right but, they're just like, yeah, straight to camera like and this is what we mean <laughs> the whole movie is just them talking straight to camera <laughs> so today we are doing a film it's an Australian film from this year called Relic. Now, one of the things that I really like that Too Scary Didn't Watch does is, you know, first of all, we talk a little bit about trivia of the film before we watch the trailer and before we get into the recap. And there are some really interesting trivia points about this film. I don't know if anybody else has some. I was going to say, no, I'm glad that you have some because I couldn't, I couldn't find any. So take it away. Tell me. I think one of the more interesting things that I wasn't expecting, it's an Australian film, but it's co-produced by Jake Gyllenhaal. D- had Which, no idea. Like, I don't know. I don't know if, if production means anything. But when I was looking into that, I was like, "That's a weird thing." That is interesting. The yeah. second thing is the it's it's a film that's heavily about dementia, so it's pretty mm-hmm. much mainly about this old woman, old this old woman in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is uh, Robin Nevin, and hang on, what like the, like named after the actor? So, so no 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 no. Her name is Robin Nevin, and get this. Okay, so this this probably doesn't make as much sense to uh, to you know listeners outside of Australia. Yeah, yep. But not only was she in probably the most beloved Australian film of all time in Australia called The Castle, which is it's almost seen as like if, if there was a national anthem in film form. And, you know, that would be our cultural version of it. It's just Got the it. most well-loved. Peach, would you agree with that? Ours is Top Gun. <laughs> Top Gun. I was going to say Priscilla, Shag. I don't know. Isn't Priscilla a movie? You know, think about, like, you know, um, Telemi's Dreaming, I Dug a Hole. Or Muriel's, or Muriel's Wedding. Priscilla, Muriel's Wedding, or hey, probably The Castle. Yeah, yeah, we maybe. We love some Tony Collette. Yeah, Tony, like, Tony Collette's tough to get. She's pretty unfuckwithable. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm friends with someone who co-wrote Muriel's Wedding, it turned out. Hell um, yeah. I love Muriel's by, Wedding. By but I haven't seen the other ones. Anyway. I'm going to add them to my list. <laughs> I got to see. The Castle's a weird one because it's... It, it's it's very it's a very insular film. It, mm. it 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 has a lot of assumed knowledge, and that assumed knowledge is you grew up in suburban Australia in the nineties. <laughs> so. it. It's basically uh-huh. Kath and Kim. Yes, okay. It's basically Kath and Kim the film. I love Kath and Kim. With some law thrown in. So so she not only was she in the castle, she was also in both of the Matrix uh, sequels, but just not in the original. Mm. But then, I mean, most people agree that the sequels are far superior than the original when it comes to the Matrix trilogy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. She did it well. Uh, fun fact, Matrix 2, only movie I've ever walked out of. <laughs> what? At what point did you walk out of Matrix Pretty 2? Pretty much right in the beginning. No, actually, I think it was in the underground rave scene. That was like 10 minutes long. I was like, I hate this movie. <laughs> and Sammy's one of Keanu's biggest I have fans. a Matrix tattoo. I have a spoon on my arm that bends. 
I oh, love the Matrix. Um, but yeah. And I just hated The Matrix 2. So, so hang on. Did you walk out of The Matrix 2 because you loved The Matrix so much and you felt like yes. it disrespected the legacy of The Matrix? Yes. <laughs> but to be fair, I never saw it in its entirety. <laughs> so maybe it, maybe it made up for it in the end. I never saw Matrix no, 3 either. No, I think the either. consensus is that it did not. <laughs> <laughs> I was just mad. The other interesting thing about about Sammy and Australian accents and Australian films and that sort of thing is that Sammy and M actually both have commanding and compelling Australian <laughs> accents that, 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 I, that I don't think you've heard, Shag. And so and so perhaps after after we get through the trivia, after we get through the trailer, you guys can do the balance of the balance of the episode in character. M, oh I feel boy. Like- Sammy's is far superior, but well <laughs> It's gonna be tough. M- it's gonna be tough. M Shag was mocking you before for not having a lot going on at the moment, which I thought was a pretty cruel thing to do. I mean, but- to be fair, I think we all were by having our work-related <laughs> stories in that. In that, no, 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 things are fine with me. Things are good over here. Um- <laughs> but but I thought it could, be, it could be a fun thing to refine. It'll be good. So no, no. So, so I, I agree. I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but at some point. I kind of do want to hear your Australian accent when I get to a certain point. I have I have a phrase, I have a go-to phrase, and I'm yeah, going to yeah. get stage fright now because this is my biggest Sick. fear. I, I cannot wait to hear <laughs> this. This will be the so scary badly. thing that happened to me oh. this week. I was going to say, this is terrifying. <laughs> um, this is... Sammy, imagine if it goes badly. Have you thought about it if it goes badly? <laughs> I have. I have. If you You're can... scared about it going well, but have you thought about the other alternative? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is from an Australian reality show called Yummy Mummies. <laughs> uh, and it's my go-to phrase. And it's a, it, they're all bitchy pregnant women and one of them's throwing a baby shower. And she says, it's going to be the biggest Burberry baby shower in all of Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> great source material, great execution. Very yes. good. I love the lead up. We really set the stage. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank biggest you. My heart Burberry is pounding. Wedding. I feel like yeah. you know what, I, like I, uh, it, it was pretty good. There's room for improvement. It was pretty good, but I think you're right. Giving us that context, I knew where we were. You know, shouting out plot. Like it's always nice to shout out cities I know. So giving a shout out to Adelaide and mm-hmm. stuff. I'm like, cool. I'm there. So mm-hmm, look, mm-hmm. seven out of ten, Sammy. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take it. I'll that's, take it. Seven out of ten from an Australian. Bad. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty damn good. We, like, we're hard markers, you know. So, and the gauntlet's been thrown. What do you got? Oh, gosh. Well, now I'm like, what do I say? I don't have a line. Any pregnant mates in Adelaide? No pregnant no. mates. One of the things I was actually thinking about, it's it's kind of comes down to two things. So it's either how you say, yeah. It's how you make the twang of the yeah. If you were, you know, so are you going out? Yeah, I'm going, you know, or whatever. Or it's how you say mum. So it's like, oh, yeah, I was looking after my mum the other day. And the reason why I say that is because mum comes up a lot in this film. Mum. That, that was really good. That was really good. You did it, Em. Thank you. 10 out of 10. Hey. <laughs> That's a trick, Sammy. You just got to keep it short. Just got to keep it real, real short. And then one more little bit of trivia on Relic is that in Australia, it was released as like an exclusive for a streaming platform we have. I don't know if you've heard of this platform. It's called Stan, which as a, as a title 
for a streaming platform. It took me at first. I didn't like mm. it because I was like, "Oh, it's just the name of a name." But then I realized, no, Stam is like you know new a new cultural word for a fan. And mm. now I like the title of mm. it even more. Never heard. Where of did it? you watch it, Sammy? I rented it, I believe, on um, Apple TV. And so what do we think? Obviously, you know, there's a lot of subtext, but do we feel that it was scary? Did you guys think that it was scary? Uh, I did. I did. Yeah, I think so. I think it's uh, it's a slow burn and Mm. um, gets a little scarier at the at as it gets towards the end. It builds, but um, it didn't like keep me up or anything. It's not the scariest movie I've ever seen. Um, Moderately scary. Have Moderate. we got any Hemsworth siblings in there or anything? <laughs> just yeah. How how many Hemsworths are in the movie? No Hemsworths. Just uh, Bella Heathcote, ah. um, Emily Mortimer, not Australian, right? What did you think of her She's accent? British, right? Because I thought it was maybe not good, but you're the accent expert. It's not. <laughs> I am the accent expert, and <laughs> it's, I, like this is something I did want to talk about. It's not super good. Yeah, I thought and so. And there's there's definitely my. It's kind of like. Um, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the the Australian, the Australian actor Eric Banner. Yep. Who's he was he was in a couple of American films putting on an American accent, and that to me sounded like the worst American yeah, accent yeah, I've yeah. ever heard. I know in my what you're life. talking about. And it, it it feels the same way where it's like I get where where she's trying to go with it. Mm-hmm. There are so many times when she sounds British, and not in the way that sometimes Australian people sound British when they try to say their words a little bit more eloquently. Like so, for example, if I say like in Australia we don't say w- water, we say water. Mm-hmm. But if I say water, and I, all I'm doing is pronouncing it correctly, it automatically sounds. Uh, mm-hmm. British, so right. I feel like sometimes she probably over enunciates where she should just casualify it as we do in a show. But anyway, anyway, she should have watched some Yummy Mummies, I think. To prep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all should. It sounds amazing. I think we it's all need to watch great. some Yummy Mummies. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I did want to say about the film, though, because yeah, I didn't necessarily find it super scary, and I almost wasn't going to suggest it as a film until the very end, and obviously. We will eventually spoil it when we get to that point in the recap, but we won't spoil it right now. But the very end made me feel things that uh, a horror movie never really makes me feel. Mm. I was genuinely surprised. Sammy, like, without giving too much away, what did you think about the ending I, of I, I, I Yes, in the final scene, my mouth was open the whole time. My jaw was on the floor. <gasps> <laughs> I was just shocked at what I was seeing. Never seen anything like oh, it. Oh, I'm so <laughs> excited to learn what this means. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Should we watch the trailer? Let's watch the trailer. Oh, let's watch the trailer. I meant to send it in the chat. Trailer. Uh, yeah, Sammy's gonna send trailer. Watch the trailer. Watch. Is it? How is it? Watch. 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 Watch the trailer. I'm reasonably no, confident in my like southern southern bell sort of accent. Well, but. that's what I've kind of heard is that people do the most like ridiculous version of an accent, and so I've yeah. been told yeah. that when I do an Australian it's easy accent, to do the I most sound over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a really good point because yeah, if I was going to do that version of Australian, it would also not sound like me. It'd be like yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, you fucking, I'd rip the right, right, rip right. Your yeah. bloody, bloody hell, mate. Right. Yeah. And people when they do American usually do Southern. I feel like that's kind of the mm-hmm. the go to. Or like yeah, like really nasally. Or, or yeah, California. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm fucking whatever here, here, here. <laughs> something here. It's good. Um, okay, I'm going to mute so that I can. I'm going to mute myself and watch this trailer. 
When was the last time you spoke to her? It's been a few weeks. Gran? Mom? She called me a few weeks ago. I think she was scared. She thought someone was coming into the house. Mum, what is it? It's here. Under the bed. There's nothing under the bed, Mum. Will you check for me? Great trailer. Oh no, oh no. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hey, Em, can I ask you, because as I understand, you have some acting experience. Is that correct? That's correct. When you're acting and, you know, putting on another accent or, you know, putting on a voice of someone, is it, is it something that's just happening, you know, in the background of your subconscious or are you actively going, fuck, I need to say these words in this? Like, are you, as you go, are you computing as you go, this is how this word would sound coming out of this character's mouth? You you do the the computing beforehand, like you do like uh, like a lot of thinking and like intention setting and like uh, like when you get the script and and then as you like memorize it, you start to memorize it like with those choices, so that then when you're saying it, it becomes like it like comes from you as you're doing it. And then with accents, it's just about sort of getting your mouth around the right way to say it, so that then you can just start like your mouth gets like. It's like when you're speaking in, like, a different language for a while, and then it gets, like, hard to transition into, like, a different, you know, like... I'm not bilingual. I'm jealous that you even used that comparison. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason why I bring that up is, you know, we we talk about Emily Mortimer, who we are not starting beef. She is a fantastic actor. Just because you... Just because you can't nail the Australian accent doesn't, you know, is no strike against a record. Mm. But no, there's a point on, in that no, no, trailer. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's a thre- it's a threshold test. Like you, like you, you, you can't really say everything went fine except the accent, right? Like you. <laughs> it's interesting. Some people are very good at accents, and others are are not. But it is it is an interesting thing to be like. She's a very good actress, but she, but that's like a. I think Michael C. Hall is that way. Michael C. Hall's accents. Are the worst accents I've ever heard. Remember when he played JFK in The Crown? Yes. Oof. Yes, I do. Uncomfortable. Oh. Don't know how he got cast in that. But look, the, the reason why I bring this up is there's a moment in that trailer that just sums up Emily Mortimer's accent in the film where I think yeah, she like, gets to a what? point. You fucking come to South London and you what? But, but I think... Because the thing is, I've never been an actor, but I can imagine there are points in it where you doubt, you, you get it and you feel kind of comfortable and then you come to a word in the heat of the moment and all of a sudden you're like, oh, fuck, how would you say this word? And she gets that when she says, my grandma needs... She's, uh, the, the line is, you know, grandma needs to be watched. And I think she goes, how the fuck would an Australian say watched? And she says it in a way that I think no English-speaking accent has ever said it. She sort of says, That's so interesting because... It's the only time I've had to do an, an accent for, a, like, a prolonged thing. Was It was a play, so I wasn't on camera, but um, we had an accent coach who was – we had to do a British accent who was British, and anytime that would happen, he would – like, in rehearsals, he would stop us and go, like, that's not – like, here's how you need to say that word, and you and right. would, like, break it down sound by right. sound. Like so it's it interesting. It shouldn't be all on Emily Mortimer. There should be other people should, being yeah, like, hey, let's take, let's take it again. Let's take it again. No, fuck that. 
<laughs> no, she's responsible for... <laughs> she, it's interesting. Her name's on the poster. <laughs> she put her neck in a noose. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? Like, I... Cause, okay, because, Sammy, I love that... I love that you have this line from Yummy Mummies as your go-to Australian line. I thought as well the first line from that trailer is the most perfect way to practice an Australian accent. We hear, um, we hear like, a voice from a cop interviewing Emily Mortimer saying... When's the last time you heard from her? And what I think is great about it is it does that thing the Australian accent does where instead of saying, when's the last time you heard from her, we just sort of trail off with the last bit. So it's like, when's the last time you heard from her? <laughs> like, it's almost like heard from, mm. and it's just mm-hmm. a, uh, heard from at her. the end. Um, that's my new Rosetta Stone for learning the Australian accent. I Anybody love it. Just I watch love the it. First- <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Thanks for joining um, us on Accent Chat. Um, the I love accents. I, I, I think the, the listeners are going to want to hear this. I think I think we're giving out good stuff here. Um, also, that movie looked scary. That movie looked way scary. I mean, Peach, did you, were you scared of that yeah, trailer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so, looked scary as hell. Em, how, like, how did you feel the whole way through when you were like, oh, yes, dementia allegory, I get it. And then you see the crawling, hairy sort of monster Ugh, crawling the along. The sound effect of like, and then you, you see it at one moment of like skin peeling. They're like mm. playing the sound effect of like, oh, God. Yeah. No, thank you. I've reached this settled view. And, well, uh, I'm playing around with an unsettled view, actually, is a, is a better way to put it, that Maybe we don't have to watch the films because trailers are just such a fantastic artwork, genre of art, you know, in and of themselves. Like, I feel like I've seen the film. I'm like, yeah, that's the Robin Niven film with the... It's as much as I need to see. Yeah, Yeah. that's... I get it. It definitely gets the feeling across. The vibe. Sick. (laughs) Yeah, that is... It's not one of those trailers where the film's nothing like that. The film is basically that for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And, oh, the best thing about this film, it goes for an hour and a half. Like, every time you pause it, you're like, I'm a significant chunk through this movie. (laughs) I love that. Everything should be 90 minutes, I think. 90 minutes is the right length for any project. (laughs) Growing up in our house, um, we had a rule that that you had to watch the first half hour of the film and then you could choose. And my mum had this idea of like, once I get them to watch half an hour... Mm. They'll be like Pollyanna or whatever, like they'll be hooked. And like, because <laughs> it was VCR days, I don't think Emmy and Sammy would necessarily have in your background because Shag and I are very old. We but had you'd be VCRs. Watching the, like, we had VCRs. VCR. So the, <laughs> we used to call them reel to reel boxes, and we used to hook up. I one never want to know how side. young you think we are. I just want to let it live in the universe that you think that we weren't aware of VCRs, and I don't want to know the number. But let's just let that be the reality. <laughs> to reach your twenty-first birthday, and which you did last week, and congrats and many happy returns. Thank you. But the, the moment 30 minutes would come down, me and my brother would stand up and leave and it would break my mum's heart and I don't regret it because I don't want to watch Pollyanna. And so I feel like trailers have solved this problem. It's great. Mm-hmm. A little snippet. That was such a heartbreaking snippet of your childhood pitch. Um, <laughs> but look, l- let's start the film. Um, I like because it's, because it's from the year 2000, I think, does Wikipedia do something where they don't allow synopsises uploaded until it's been out a certain while? Because uh, I've noticed with very new films, they don't have the full plot until a little while later. I think it just it, is Wikipedia user based. Because I, I think that rent, the rental, which we did last week on our on our podcast, which also came out July 2020, that does have a full right Wikipedia synopsis. So I think it must just be 
I don't know. Kind if someone's of ready to do it. Yeah, if someone submitted yeah. one, that is correct. So, I mean, maybe we should take it upon ourselves to sum- submit something. <laughs> it's a bit concerning, Shag, that 50 episodes in, you're asking how Wikipedia works. <laughs> I think, look, I mean, in this day and age, we all know that we've never been more susceptible to believing in conspiracy theories. I'm just glad that I'm not a QAnoner. I just happen to believe that the Wikipedia tried to suppress the plots of films until people had enough time it's to their, see them. It's their number one thing. <laughs> they it's the only thing that they censor is the timing of movie plots <laughs> all right okay well look be- because uh there's no wikipedia synopsis what i tried to do was I-, I sat down with uh relic for a second time and sort of wrote what happened scene by scene too scary didn't watch style sammy i'm going to be relying on you to help flesh out yep. the sounds filmic good. feel of this love it um but let's start, okay? So it starts with an out, uh, like a classic out of focus shot, kind of like the start of Goodwill. Like uh, for me, I'm like I've seen Goodwill Hunting like 80 times. This movie is exactly like Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> get, let's get in that headspace. It's like that. Perfect. <laughs> yes, right. But but sort of Goodwill Hunting starts with this like kaleidoscope of colors, and in the same way, this film starts with a spooky kaleidoscope of colors until we go into focus and we realize we're looking at the flashing lights on a tr- Christmas tree, but in the dark. So you know when the lights are off in a room, but the Christmas tree's lights are on, so they're flashing and it just has this eerie glow. And they're those they're those Christmas cr- uh, Christmas tree baubles that are sort of shaped like an eight-sided star. Like, they have, like, points coming out, all mm-hmm. the different... Do you know, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of those which, again, give, like... Of all the Christmas tree baubles, give a menacing edge, which I think is mm. really well done. We now cut to an old-timey bath. And by that, I mean a bath with the feet. And, I like, I, I don't think this is TMI, but I'm, like, I, like I'm a big fan of baths. I have been since I'm a kid. <laughs> I don't I don't like those old-timey baths. I like to feel really? enclosed. Oh, I feel like usually the old-timey ones are desirable. Oh, I, I love a clawfoot tub. Ooh, let me get in that tub. But they are spooky in this. I'll give you that. Well, I mean, they, but, but the, I mean, they, you're right. You're right. They're the spookier version. Yeah. Um, anyway, definitely. so this, this bath is, this bath is, full the taps are on uh it's overflowing but there's no one in the bath uh we then have a shot going down the stairs i think you call that a tracking shot where the camera Mm -hmm. sort of sort of i I don't know but basically with the camera it follows water trickling down the stairs Mm -hmm. until they eventually reach the foot of a person. Now, this is a this is a horror movie trope we've talked about before, which is actually kind of fucked. Where it's like an old naked woman is like the scariest thing possible, right? And <laughs> basically, basically, we I can are, see we... why that would be very scary for you. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, but it is. Think about like The Shining, for example, where right. we think oh, yeah. Jack Nicholson's with a sexy woman, but it's actually an old it's woman. Old <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. The female body is only good when it's young. Well, recent Too Scary didn't watch ep of The Witch, which had arguably the sexiest horror movie character of all time being um, Finchie from The Office. The old witch. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know I love him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy's future husband, Finchie. <laughs> um, but, but, but the sort of the old, the old witch in the woods of like, ugh, not a disgusting yes. old witch. Yes. How about a sexy young witch? Maybe I'm and, being and, like yeah, positive, but part of me thinks that that it's the age part of it and less the sexist part. I think it's both. I mean, I think there is a sexism to that, but I think it's also just like getting old scares, scares everybody. Um, 
and then probably yeah undercut with like uh, some sexism of like but old women are scarier than old men <laughs> but actually that is a really good point that is a really good, good point it's not shown as much but if you had an old naked man doing the same thing right it would still be the same thing although I don't think it would be the horror signifier this is because basically yeah. we have this old naked woman looking at this Christmas tree in the dark water around her feet and then we go to the titles and it's Relic. Now, well, what I think is interesting about this... Wait, one, one thing happens there that you skipped. There is... Oh, no, what did I skip? There is a figure <laughs> of another person in the room <gasps> with her. And we get like... You didn't even see it, right? It's subtle. I didn't even see it's that. Through, no it's, throughout, it's throughout the movie. It almost looks like kind of the like stereotypical alien, like the long, like too thin of limbs and kind of a big head. And it's just standing in the corner of the frame by the Christmas tree. So she's like facing it. Oh, and my it's God. it's very scary. <laughs> oh. This is my favorite movie already. So, so, uh, so I have some friends who listen to Spooko, or at least have tried to listen to Spooko because they're in Peach's camp, and they've sort of said we had to turn off during certain episodes because it was too scary. For me, I legit got chills hearing you say that, Sam. <laughs> That's very freaky. I, th- this this figure reappears often and i'd say for me it was the scariest part of the movie i don't like a figure <laughs> i don't like a mystery <laughs> i don't like a figure <laughs> but you guys have made a very good point as well about being being spooked around the house there's something profound about that like you know going to the circus and being scared there or going to its underground lair and being scared there or going to a different house is one thing but like being in your own home or hiding under your own covers or or, or it could be just around the corner there mm-hmm. is a real different sort of spooky yep so then after the, after the titles, we have that classic, you know, speaking of The Shining, we have that classic overhead shot of like a pine forest and a car driving through it. We have, we see the mum and the daughter and through this, I'm going to, there's three, there's basically three characters mm-hmm. in this film. Mm-hmm. There's a grandma, there's a mum and a daughter in the same family. So three generations of a family. And so I'll just refer to them as that. The mum is Emily Mortimer. Um, the daughter is, I think we said Bella Heathcote. Bella Heathcote is... Bella of Fifty Shades of Grey fame. <laughs> no, really? I have Fifty Shades Freed, I believe, the third one. I've seen all three. <laughs> <laughs> They're not always Dakota Johnson? I mean, Dakota Johnson is in all of them, yes, but she is a, a, a side character in Fifty Shades Freed. <laughs> oh, great. Like, so your, great. Your eyebrows are telling a story about, 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 what, about what that side character is. I have expressive be. eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> Peach made a really good point. Like the coolest thing, well, like one of the added benefits of having to wear masks outside is the people who have expressive eyebrows mm. all of a sudden now have this. <laughs> it's like, our time to shine. <laughs> we're on. It's good. <laughs> okay, so so then you know to what Peach said, like we've made a point before in Spooko about how. Every single play, and like I don't know if this is this like similar to the play you were in, M, but every single play in the history of the world has the exact same plot, which is it starts at a dinner party with a bunch of different couples, uh, <laughs> secrets are revealed over the course of a night, and then everybody rem- everybody ends up changed at the end of it. Sounds like a great play. Yeah, I love it. That's that's a, that's a formula for success. <laughs> Every play. So, so in, in you know, like, and, and we, I, I, we've used that as a way to say, well, the cool thing about horror films is that it allows them, you know, horror films because they're not really tied to a very strict narrative formula. They can go in all these different directions. With that said, 
I would say 90% of horror films start the way that this film's about to start with a family arriving at a scary, secluded house in the middle of the Yes, world. yes. Preach. Preach. So, while they're in the car, they mention that Grandma's gone missing and no one knows where she's been. Um, throughout the film, there's always this element of, and it'll keep coming up, but there's this element that there's no foul play. Grandma's just... Uh, getting a bit senile and this is what she does. She just sort of wanders off. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, so mum and daughter go into the house. They start exploring. Uh, we discover that uh, grandma has a spooky pastime, which is making candles. I hate that. Even in the trailer, when it showed that close up of her cutting the candle, I, 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 I jumped Ooh. at it because it just looks <laughs> scary and gross. Yeah, it's not appealing. Especially because it's kind of flesh colored too, the ones that she, she chooses. <laughs> so it looks like carving into flesh. It's very unsettling. And also, we were, you know, in in the film uh, The Invisible Man, they do a really good job of foreshadowing props that would be needed in the in the end of the film. Mm-hmm. And I think they do a good job of having a reason for there to be heaps of candles in the house later right. on. So obviously, we will get to that at some point. Um, there's this other shot, I, I, Sammy. I don't know what, how you felt about this. That just seemed a bit gratuitous, where we cut to like a rotting fruit uh, plate with just heaps of like yeah. rotting apples and stuff. Unnecessary. We get it. Subtext with a capital S. <laughs> we get it. Everything dies. But this is the horror film foreshadowing, isn't it? Like, it's just saying, like, guys, don't forget you're watching a spooky film. <laughs> we just ran into the deer who ran across the road and we got a bit shocked. It's spooky. But that is a really good point. And I didn't realize this because you're right. Like, a horror film has to, you know, uh, ration out the scares so you don't get overdone by the end. But at the same time, you can't go too long without a spook or you just go, oh, well, we're not a horror film anymore yeah. and you get out of that mindset. Yeah. So that's what they had to reach for with, you know, mum being distant. Anyway, so they go upstairs. They're about to go into grandma's bedroom. Mum goes, wait out here to the daughter. She goes in. She sees a mound under the under the covers looking like a figure. We think maybe grandma's dead. We pull up the covers and there's no grandma. There's no one in the bedroom. The bedroom's also empty. Are we about halfway through? How far? <laughs> uh, we're like five minutes into this. Show. <laughs> okay, cool. so, so, so at this point, sorry, this is, this is like a proper, this is not Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is the low point. We've hit the low point. Of- <laughs> this is the, the moment, the darkest. Grandma's not there. <laughs> so, so mum goes to a police station to report that grandma's missing. They have that classic, you know, uh, missing persons interview that you've heard in every single film ever made. Uh, but there's a very pointed bit of dialogue, which I wrote word for word, uh, when she says, look, she's in her 80s. She forgets things. She managed to flood the house last Christmas. So straight away we go, oh, okay, well, that's... That was a flashback. That was a flashback from last Christmas. Got it. So the police officer says, when was the last time you spoke to her? And she admits that it's been a while because, uh, you know, she says life gets in the way, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, daughter is still at the house, continues to explore the house and finds this, like, hidden closet full of junk. Now, what's interesting about this, and we'll go back to this closet more and more, it's a little bit Mary Poppins-ish in that... It doesn't feel like it's. It feels like it's too big to be a closet and to fit into the layout of this house. But no one says it. Like it's not. They don't make a big deal about it. It's just like the daughter finds this place, 
And she's like, no, this is a bit too scary and I'm going to leave. Mm. Mm-hmm. That night, daughter reveals to mum that she lost her job, dropped out of uni, is working at a bar, is working at a bar, and the mum is super disappointed. Um, and, like, to be honest, their relationship isn't mm. that important, but I just put that in for flavour. Um, <laughs> Jack, don't, don't backtrack on your notes now. You're doing well. We support you. There's a really nice moment where the mum just kind of thinks, have I been a bad daughter? And then the daughter says to the mum, no, this is exactly what you should be doing. You're here. You're looking for mum. You're trying to help. Nice. You're doing the right thing. Nice. That night, while everyone's asleep, mum gets up and she sees uh, what she thinks is something spooky. She sees kind of a figure in the front lawn. And, Sammy, that's such a good point because you're right. All through the film... They do a very good job of having, and I don't know if it's the budget of the film, but it works. They have just the most fleeting, you know, a couple of frames of the shadow or the outline of a figure that you almost... It's barely there and you have to really squint to like see it, which is the scariest one. It's just like, am I seeing it or am I imagining it? But it's like just enough there that you know that you're seeing it and... Hey, hey, Sammy, can I ask, were there any points in the film, because I definitely had this, where you actually paused and rewound to be like, did I just say something? Um, no, but probably because I was too scared to rewind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so cut to the next day. Uh, it's that shot from the trailer. We see a police search through the brush, but they uncover nothing. Later that night, the daughter is smoking on the balcony. Now, she's visited by a teenager who's got downs, and he's revealed to be 18 because he's like, can I have a smoke? And the daughter's like, very, you know, classic sort of um, exposition dialogue. She's like, you want to smoke? Wow, 18 already. Haven't you? You know, like, makes a very good point right. to see that she's been there for the for his, for his sort of, like, adolescence. Right. Now, she sort of says, hey, do you want to come in? You know, we've got some coffee or whatever. And he says, he's, he doesn't explain fully, but he's like, no, I'm not allowed to come over to this house anymore. And then leaves in a, like a, just a little bit of like a, like a shadow of something a bit ominous, but we don't know why. So later that night, there's a moment where mum is playing the piano and uh, or maybe the daughter's playing the piano, but they both talk about how like the grandma taught them both how to play this upright piano. And the mum reveals that a couple of weeks ago, grandma called her to say she thought someone was coming into the house. Fuck. And the daughter is a bit like, what the fuck? Grandma's gone missing and you haven't revealed that. And the mum's just like, you know what, how grandma's like. She obviously imagined it. This is obviously just dementia. Like, again, this is one of those moments where they really hammer it. I thought, look, so long as we're going in on gender, I would have hoped that gaslighting would not be a theme uh, in a film uh, written and directed by a woman and starring exclusively women in an FW by W creation. Like... Is like is gaslighting a horror necessity? Does someone need to be saying someone else is crazy? I don't know. Sorry, it's like I was like, finally, Robin uh, yeah, Niven will say I mean, this. I... The, thi- the thing about the thing about gaslighting in all its forms is that it makes you think you're the crazy. Like the longer people don't believe you, the more you think you could be wrong about what you know to be true. So it does feel like it's inextricably linked to horror because that that. Like, the scariest thing is you not knowing what's true. Like, it's one thing if someone doesn't believe you. It's another thing entirely if you're like, am I crazy? Like, and that's, like, what gaslighting does to you. Right. And I think it... So it sort of I think it does feels happen necessary. a lot also because you, like, don't want to believe it. So there's that part, too, where you're kind of... You're trying to convince yourself that maybe you're imagining it because 
the thing being real is scary um, and maybe the people around you feeling the same way. So I can see how it would kind of be realistic in any horror, well, not any horror movie, but in most horror movies, because I feel like a lot of, like, it's the, to some extent, the rational mind being like, no, 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 that's crazy. It's got to be this other thing. Yeah, my yeah. husband must be right. <laughs> How many people have somebody else, like, wandering through their house? It's probably this other thing that we know to be true, which is that you have dementia. Yes, Paul, like, Paul Rudd's the only male gaslighting victim we've managed to uh, uncover over the course of the podcast, but... um. Mm. but- but yeah, it seems to be peculiarly yeah. gender specific. But uh, perhaps I'm I'm being silly, gooey. Talk to me. So 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 now this is the moment where, like, up until this moment in this film, we've effectively been gaslighted into thinking this is probably actually about dementia. We were idiots for thinking, like, I know they said it was a horror film, but maybe it's just a psychological film. At this point, they hear this giant thud in the wall in the room they're in. And the thud seems to be coming from behind, the, like within the wall, right? Now, the wall isn't thick enough to really house room for anything to be there. So it's this kind of scary moment. And there's also, I guess there's kind of like a, almost like a scratching sound as well. Mm-hmm. And it, it's clearly coming from this wall. And both the daughter and the mum can hear it. Um, and it's, at this point, they notice a kind of growing black moldy sort of mark on the wall Mm -hmm. as well oh sick (laughs) not a good sign now this is a really important thing to know because that growing black mold appears quite a bit in this film and any like there'll be uh, i'll probably skip over it but there'll be just know that it's there and it's around in this house anyway later that night mum's asleep again we we there's a lot of Parts in this, I think they overuse cutting to mum at night to as, as a device to be like things are happening. I I agree. We're moving forward. It's another Sammy's night. Sammy's a professional editor, so <laughs> Sammy's view on this shag, the fact she accords with yours, is high praise. <laughs> SammySmart.com, <laughs> Matreon.com, slash Too Scared and Watch. <laughs> Patreon.com. <laughs> yeah, don't go to Matreon.com. Matreon. It won't work. <laughs> <laughs> it won't work. It will not take you there. <laughs> So later that night, mum has a dream about an old, decrepit body in a log cabin. This is another interesting thing about Relic where a lot of... I, I, I think films shot in Australia aiming for a, I guess, international audience trying not to look very Australian. Mm. So this log cabin that exists in this film... Now, this film is set in, you know, the Victorian countryside, which is outside the city of Melbourne. And I don't think there's a log cabin or even a house that this film's in, but a log cabin like that anywhere in Australia. It's a very American frontier sort of looking log cabin. So, but anyway, so the mum has a dream about this log cabin and an old body that's sort of rotting, the clearly dead or maybe not dead, but sort of rotting. And then the sort of, even though it's her dream, the body sort of looks at us, the camera, Mm. and then... And it whispers, it's about to (laughs) 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 That's so good. So, 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 okay. So, in the morning, mum's up early, she goes into the kitchen, and lo and behold, there's grandma just making a cup of tea. We hear that there's... The sound design, I think, is really good because you hear the, 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 the kettle whistling, and that whistling kind of... It, you know, is the sound of all of us being like, what the fuck is going... Like, it's mm-hmm. the tension building up. Mm-hmm. And mum's like, 
what the fuck? And I think it's one of those classic moments where grandma's like, would you like some tea? Or like, it's, uh, I, Sammy, I can't remember what yeah, she yeah, says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is what she says. It's in the trailer. She says, tea. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like barefoot and dirty and looks like she's been outside for a while. But she's acting like it's totally normal. Yes. Yeah. Like, like only Robin Niven can. This is awesome. Yeah, sick. Yeah. <laughs> she's a fucking national treasure. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think this film had, like, a huge budget. I think she's supposed to look bruised, but it looks like she's just got, like, heavy, like, you know, there's 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 grey streaks on her legs and arms. Yeah. Um, so we then cut to the doctor examining her, and she's, like, a whole different person. Like, she's got her hair tied back. She's wearing a very sort of... Um, uh, who's that Australian guy that died from a stingray? Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin? She's wearing like, well, no, because she's wearing like a khaki shirt, and like she looks like a member of the Irwin family. Who's she's she's out to like check on the animals in the zoo. Like that's the vibe she's got. Hey, like, congrats to Bindi, by the way, who I believe is pregnant. <laughs> oh, congrats, Bindi! Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> they are our royal family. <laughs> Can't believe you forgot their names. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's terrible. I I'm not, I know. Fuck. I've, I've I, surely surely in your life you've had those moments where you've been to a family get together and you've forgotten like a cousin's name. I one time forgot my roommate's name while I lived with her. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so good. It was Jenna. It was Silent Jenna. I, I was not offended, Sammy. Like I got it. We did the like. Hey, Jenna, your driver's license photo. Silent Jenna's here. Silent Jenna's here. Silent Jenna's here. How dare you uh, oops, oops, talk oops, about Silent Jenna? I've told you I'm here. <laughs> I'm on the mic now to defend myself. <laughs> So, so anyway, so the grandma's just like, look, I'm fine. Why are you all fussing over me? But the doctors sort of says, I think you need people staying with you for the next couple of days, uh, to which, you know, mum and daughter agree that they're going to stay. Mum tries to confront grandma where she was, and grandma just simply says, I suppose I went out and won't say anymore and continues to deflect and changes the subject and won't reveal where she disappeared to for days slash weeks on end. Grandma. Yeah, fucking hell. Now, at this point, I, I know the, the film tried to make us be like, oh, by the way, this is about more than dementia. At this point, we noticed that all around the house, grandma's been leaving, leaving herself heartbreaking little notes, little post-its that say things like, don't forget to flush, you know, Close drawers when you're done. Taps need to be turned off. Like, you know, little... I, I feel like... And, and Sammy, I don't know if you felt the same way, but there were definitely moments in this film where, as well as my fear strings, my heart strings were tucked. Yes, of course. Dementia's sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sad. <laughs> and really scary. Um, okay, so... We see Grandma... Like, we cut to a scene with Grandma by herself looking in the mirror. Um... Like a very spooky scene. Grandma, like long hair down, you know, br- slowly brushing through her hair, wearing like an old timey, you know, night blouse. <gasps> a nasty or night nightgown. Gown. Would we call it nasty? We, would. Bingo, we absolutely bingos. would. Mark your bingo's nasty nightgown. <laughs> Sorry, what's a nasty, nasty nightgown? Uh, it's it, we first noticed them in The Conjuring. It's just those creepy nightgowns that people only wear in horror films. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon.com slash too scary didn't watch to get your bingos. <laughs> Get your bingo cards. <laughs> <laughs> so so grandma's brushing her hair in a nasty nightgown. Uh, she's looking in the mirror and 
she slowly opens the chest of it to reveal that that black mold that we saw on the wall seems to be growing on her chest as well. Yes. And she, and like, I hate to use this term, but I, I feel like it's the only way to describe it. She sort of starts to gently finger her, like, like mold region, Ew. like ever so. Ever. Yeah, but it's true. It's what she does. <laughs> and I think you guys made a really good point. I think Amy made a good point. The sound effects are very tactile. Like so whenever anybody yeah. touches the skin mold, we hear it. Mm-hmm. So it's like what's sound, like gooey. sound design in this movie is great. Yeah, that yuck, is yuck. a more. Disturbing. It's sort of gooey, but also a bit like. Flack, flack, flack. Like, I don't know if you've heard the new yeah. Megan the Stallion song, and uh, like at the end, she's like, whap, whap, whap. It's like, mm, yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah. Um, okay, so. Uh, <laughs> That's a more disturbing fingering than um, that cabin fever moment, I think. Oh, maybe no. Ooh, maybe cabin fever. Let's not talk about cabin now. fever, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's Now, that's at this point. Classic horror movie moment. She's surprised by her, by the granddaughter who comes in. She quickly, you know, um, does up her blouse so the granddaughter can't see the mold area. Um, they have a bit of a talk, and then the grandma bequeaths the granddaughter her wedding or engagement ring. It's some sort of special yeah. ring. The the daughter makes a point by being like, "Shouldn't this be something going to mum?" And then. The grandma makes a pretty sly remark being like, oh, well, mom had her shot and it didn't work out, did it? So now you can have it. Basically, like, paying out the mom for getting divorced. Yeah. Fucking hell. Bequeath only happens uh, in your will. (laughs) Sorry. I was close, right? Yeah, man. Give give was the word you're after. That's the right idea. (laughs) (laughs) Give. (laughs) All right. I'm pretty sure Adrian, get at us if that's wrong. You give, or you can devise, can't you? D-E-V-I-S-E. Anyway, Adrian, get at us if that's wrong. And also, Adrian, you should start listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch as well if you're not already, because Adrian's really good. If you ever have legal questions, honestly, point them out, yeah, test- and he will answer them in a LinkedIn post. Like, de- I mean, I've, I've learned I can't ask Peach. He'll get yeah, it wrong. That, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> It's my worst fear now. Come to, come to pass. <laughs> But Adrian's a Wills and Estates expert. So when like when you guys are like, dear, when you said to the killer, hey, make sure my daughter gets my watch, is that really a binding like expression of testamentary intention? Adrian will be like, well, that's interesting. So um, Adrian, <laughs> go follow Too, Too Scared and Watch. Patreon.com slash Too Scared and Watch. Mark your bingos. <laughs> Let's do it. Perfect. So meanwhile, going from room to room, granddaughter now wearing grandma's ring, um, goes in to check on her mum, and her mum is doing another... I think this isn't just horror movies, but it happens a lot in horror movies. The mum is just wistfully looking through a book of old drawings that I assume that the grandma did at some point. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the images from the book is the scary log cabin from her dream. Spooky drawing, uh, the Mikey daughter- Hell yeah. For real. But what's funny about this is the daughter didn't have that dream, but the daughter's like, hang on, what's that? Like, it's just an image of a log cabin. Uh, so it is a bit like film X Machina. But right, right, right. The, do- mm-hmm. the daughter's like, what's the deal with that creepy log cabin? To which the mum reveals that's where my- her grandfather, so grandma's father, lived on the property by himself. Um, and apparently he went mad and died there. And uh, she then says, probably the most important line in the film, I don't think he was cared for like he should have been. 
At this point as well, she reveals that elements of that old log cabin that was torn down were used to build the house that they're in right now. And remember, the log cabin Mm. was where he went mad and died by himself alone, (laughs) not cared for, probably going through dementia himself. And she says, it's a little bit like what dementia's like. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So once again, we cut to mum at night. She wakes up to a noise, heads downstairs to see grandma talking to something in the dark. Now, at this point, we do see a figure. There's something there. Mm -hmm. Um, When confronted... Grandma sort of does this really scary thing where, honestly, I, again, Sammy, did you think we were looking at Grandma from behind until she raised her Oh, my God, yes, I forgot about this part. Yes, uh, yes, it looks like she's coming up behind her and she says, Grandma, and Grandma parts the hair that you think is the back of her head and she's just standing in a way that she's actually already <gasps> facing her. And just was holding. It's like that TikTok prank. As people stand, they yeah. put a hoodie on and like and put it over yeah, their face. So <laughs> people think that they're, and then they put it down and they. Scare yeah, she people. started this. She started it. <laughs> she started it. It started with this old lady. What a prankster! Oh, Robin Niven, the original prankster. I love it. <laughs> she's huge. The original. She's huge. Follow her on TikTok, guys. She's huge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's huge. Um, ooh, that's very scary. That's very unsettling to do that. Okay, so 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 so. Where uh, were we? So we we've had that scary hair scene. The hair. Grandma's been confronted. Uh, so uh, uh, there's while well, when they go upstairs, there's a weird sound under the bed, and Grandma says. It's here under the bed, which is like the first time when we're like, oh, okay, so fuck, there's actually potentially. I think this is the most scared that I was. I was very scared in this scene. (laughs) It's it's in the trailer as well, right? Like, there's a really great moment of her looking under the bed, and again, you think you can see something under there. It's subtle. But there's the hint of something. I don't even know how they would have done it. It looks like an alien laying on its back, breathing. It looks like a chest rising and falling with breath. But you can't. Oh my God. I'm not even just hearing that. But But you're not sure. You're not sure. You're not sure. And at this point, Grandma like stomps like through the bed, her leg, obviously to stop something, hits mum on the head. Mum's like, you did that on purpose. And grandma's like, did what on purpose? And then we flip back to the thing of being like, oh, okay, there was nothing under the bed. Grandma's just going a bit crazy because it is a bit weird that just as the mum's about to see something, grandma stops her by like hitting her on the head and, you know, causing mum to bleed. Mm. All right. So anyway, mum then travels to Melbourne. Um, she's crying on the way because she visits the most depressing retirement home I've it's ever so seen sad. in my life. They're like, it has an ocean view and she looks out the window <laughs> and it's like buildings and buildings and like between the buildings, there's a little hint of ocean. <laughs> it's so sad. And there's like a moment where we walk past an old man, you know, using an A-frame, just sort of staring at nothing. And you just kind of think, if you were doing a walkthrough of a retirement home... <laughs> Yeah. That wouldn't be, you know, the first thing you'd walk past. Yeah. Keep the right. crazy ones in their room, guys. We're, yeah. new, We're showing the property today. <laughs> Meanwhile, while mum is out, like, looking at this retirement home with the idea that she's going to try and put her mum in that, um, the daughter's talking to the grandma. Grandma notices daughter wearing the ring she gave him, the great gave her, sorry, 
and accuses her of stealing it, which again is another moment where it's like, oh, well, clearly it's dementia. It's not like, because the grandma's going crazy. But she tries to like snatch it back off her finger in a very aggressive way that hurts her. She like grabs it and like bends her finger and it's almost like she's going to break her finger to get this ring back. It's like, not just like, oh, she's like, it's not just dementia, but it's also like, oh, I'm a little scared of her because she's unpredictable. Yeah. And Sick. unsettling. Don't like it. And so that night as well, the daughter finds the grandma looking into the weird storage room from the very beginning mm. of the film. And grandma says, I thought this is where it got in about the room. Um, and then there's a very movie scene, which I, I don't think I've ever in my life brushed my teeth next to somebody else who was also brushing their teeth looking in the mirror. And all three of the women are brushing their teeth together. Um, yeah, somebody's going to pace through the house while they do it. You're not going to stand at the mirror together. Even if it's there's one awkward. sink. We're not doing it at the same time. <laughs> you got to move. You got to pace. They're all, they're all in, uh, there's another scene where they're all in bed. The daughter wakes up this time to a banging. She finds that the washing machine is on with nothing inside. Mum has another dream about the cabin. This time we go a bit closer to the grandfather who's shriveled up on the ground and once again he looks at us in a really scary way in the morning daughter finds grandma in her room talking to someone again at this moment when grandma notices daughter comes in she goes insane and to sammy's point again this is when we start being a bit threatened by grandma because she starts just like breaking shit and thrashing around and throwing stuff Mm -hmm. and it's very it's very violent it's very loud this is a very quiet film right and it's a very loud scene So at this point, daughter's like, okay, something's going on. I wonder what happened with the neighbor, if you remember the neighbor. So she goes next door to investigate why the neighbor wasn't allowed to come back. And Mm. this is, this again, this was a pretty heartbreaking scene. So she talks to the dad of the boy and it turns out they played a game of hide and seek. The boy hid in a cupboard. The grandma must have forgotten about him. So he comes, so the dad comes along a couple of hours later and it says, have you seen my son? Grandma's like, sorry, I haven't seen him. But the father can hear this son screaming upstairs with the grandma seemingly oblivious. They open the door. The boy is crying and distraught and he's got like paint up his fingernails from trying to claw his way out uh, of being locked inside this cabin. It's so upsetting. It's really, it's, oh. it's just a really sad moment. Oh, and there's like God. this great, and there's this great moment when the daughter tries to apologize. She goes, Oh, I'm really sorry for that to the dad. And the dad just goes, Oh, and back to that Australian lesson. But the dad's just like, yeah. <laughs> and just said, he doesn't say, yeah. don't worry about it. He doesn't say anything. He just goes, yeah. yeah. As in like, yeah, that was fucked up. And <laughs> like this, that wasn't right. right. Like, and the apology isn't enough. Mm-hmm. So at this, while this is happening, mum sees the grandma go into the forest and when she follows her out there, discovers her eating photos from a photo album. Sick. So literally opening a photo album, <laughs> grabbing the photos and eating them. It's about dementia. <laughs> <laughs> literally destroying memories. Like, like there's no metaphor there. It's like I'm literally consuming memories. <laughs> well, wait, wait. If you thought that was an allegory, so. They have a bit of an altercation, but when they sort of make up, mum says she's trying to get rid of elements of herself because it has been waiting for her till she's weak enough. The mum says, I'm sorry, I'm here to help, invites her to come stay with her in Melbourne. They both apologize. They have a really sweet makeup moment. Mm-hmm. And after like the threatening behavior, it is actually a moment where we think we've turned a corner. Mm-hmm. 
Then there is maybe the scariest moment for me in the film where meanwhile the daughter's gone back into that into that weird cupboard and she notices beyond the cupboard there's like another room behind it and again this room shouldn't exist there's no room for this extra right. room in this cupboard and Doesn't you make notice sense. and I had to rewind this shot like three times there is maybe three frames of the slightest hint of a figure walking past. Oh, see, I think uh, I missed it that time. See, it's uh, subtle. It's sprinkled throughout, though. I mean, it's in it's in it start to finish. It's in that first scene, oof. and it's in mm. the whole film. It's like Where's Wally or Where's Waldo for um, Too Scary Didn't Watch. But I kind of love the fact that you have to connect with someone else who saw it to like piece together all the times this this allegory for dementia shows up. <laughs> <in the film. laughs> Just lurking in the shadows. <laughs> The daughter follows that figure into this weird part of the house and at this point she gets lost and there's this moment where she goes, no, this is too scary, turns around to leave. It's too scary, didn't go, or too scary, (laughs) didn't follow this figure. But she turns around and she realises she's basically in this, like, psychological prison or, you know, a real prison where behind her is not what was behind her anymore. Right, it's it's changed. Yeah, it's just more spooky hallway that she can't get out of. And now she's trapped inside the house. So this is the daughter, and she's starting to freak out. Like a maze type thing. Like she cannot find her way out. Oh, no. So they go back in the house, and Grandma sort of... They're sort of having a meal, and it's okay. But then Grandma turns again. She freaks out. She stands up and very conspicuously just, like, wheeze on the ground. Um, mm. To which, the, the like, I don't think this, like, I understand, but, you know, as as a mother, shouldn't get disgusted. But the mom's basically like, mom! And is like, hey, you know, you shouldn't be weighing on the ground. Right. Takes her upstairs, puts her, runs her in the old time, runs her old timey bath, goes downstairs and starts mopping up. So, meanwhile, we cut back to the daughter, who's found a whole bunch of other post-its in this weird inner house inside the house, house, hallway. And these post-its are a lot scarier than the other post-its. They say things like, where are you? And it's here, written in very shaky handwriting. So we're kind of thinking maybe this is where she was while she was missing, or I was at least. I was like, this could be why they couldn't find her. This is the (laughs) thought. This is the thought. So it's like grandma actually wasn't making it up. It wasn't dementia. She actually got caught inside this weird haunted house. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, mum's like, it's been a while since grandma's done anything. So she goes up and knocks on the bathroom door. It's locked. So she looks through the window up top and she sees grandma gently stabbing her wound with a knife. I don't know where grandma got it, but she's sort of gently picking at the sort of moldy wound on her chest with a knife. Sound effects included. Sound effects are bad. Look. I know that this movie is going to be bigger than this, but this woman should not become her mother's caretaker. She let her go sit in a bath unattended and lock the door. She is not going to be a good caretaker. So she screams for grandma to open the door. Uh, Grandma does, calmly appears, dressed in her nightgown, and sort of walks past Mum's like, what the hell? Looks in, see the ba- sees the bath is overflowing, go- runs to turn it off, but not before the bath water hits a heater in the room, tripping the circuits in the house, lights in the whole house go out. Power outage, mark your bingos. 
Hey. <laughs> now remember, Grandma loves candles, so Grandma luckily there's candles. heaps of candles in the house. This is like signs when all the all the cups of water are everywhere. <laughs> it is, it is. In fact, the the way that the aliens appeared in signs in those scary scenes is, similar. is not dissimilar to this. Yeah, agreed. So she goes down, downstairs with one of Grandma's candles. Grandma right now is breaking picture frames and throwing furniture around. She follows Grandma, and Grandma goes up into the scary room as well, and she also follows Grandma into this scary room. And they So all... we've all entered the weird maze yeah. zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she loses Grandma, right? So she's chasing Grandma. Grandma gets away. So now Mum's lost, Daughter's lost, and we don't know where Grandma is until Mum finds Grandma. Now, this is probably the spookiest-looking scene in the film. She finds Grandma, who has now, like... A, a, like a skin opened hole in her cheek and she's just jabbing at it with the knife just like <laughs> just picking at her cheek um mum at this point is like okay this isn't cool like like again a <laughs> good caretaker cool. would sort of say what's going on <laughs> hey man this isn't cool <laughs> mum just runs grandma gets up to run her leg like you, we see the bone come out of the leg Ooh, as one of her legs breaks yeah nasty 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 and gives chase. So the grandma starts chasing the mum through these very tight corridors between the walls of right, the house. Right, we've seen with the daughter as she's been getting lost in there, it's almost as if the walls are closing in. Like it's getting, yeah. the space oh, is getting smaller no. and smaller. <laughs> it's almost like that's a metaphor it's as well. Like, I mean, it's about, it's, a, it's about dementia. <laughs> it might be about dementia, this part. So... Uh, uh, we we then cut to the daughter who has found an old pipe and she's starting to smash her way through the wall into the wall from the, the you know where early parts the of the film noise. where we heard the when they heard that thud. Remember at the start oh, where they heard the yeah. thud? And she's breaking through it with a pipe and she reaches her hand out and we see the daughter's about to get out. So mum finds her and they're like, we need to get out. Let's make this hole bigger. At this point, the grandma comes around and the grandma's sort of become this scary sort of monsterish sort of thing, you know, like long fingers, uh, scary skin, bones coming out everywhere, skin peeling Classic off. dementia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, quick, we've got to get out. The daughter gets out first. Then she tries to pull the mum out. And again, classic horror scene where the mum is halfway out and then she's ripped back in. Mm-hmm. And then the daughter's like, no, we've got to get you out. So she pulls the mum out, at which point grandma follows afterwards. And like grandma is fully monster now. Like she is more monster than human. Right. And grandma goes to attack the daughter where mu- where at this point mum picks up the lead pipe or metal pipe or whatever it is uh, and smacks grandma on the back of the head. Grandma falls to the ground. There's a moment of silence as daughter and mum sort of, you know, survey the carnage that has just happened. Now, grandma's still alive, but she's sort of just breathing. And mum and daughter, I I just have a moment of just pure shock, which, like, I I know we pay it out in horror films, but I think you would actually pause for a second to just try and work out what the fuck just happened. Mm -hmm. So... Daughter's like, we have to get out of here. And she's she's the one that snapped, you know, back to reality first and sort of pulls the mum out. But as they're leaving, now this is where the movie turns and becomes something that I wasn't expecting and became something that I thought was worth recapping uh, in this podcast. Mm -hmm. 
Mum looks to Grandma. Grandma's still alive, but just sort of has this look on her face like she doesn't know where she is. Has this just very calm, serene look like she's just a bit confused, even though she is this kind of monster with, like, skin going everywhere and blood and, you know, crazy fingers and things. And then Mum... Oh, my God. Okay, like, I tear up thinking about this. (laughs) Mum notices a post-it on the ground that says, Remember, you are loved. Oh, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> so, so, so the daughter's like, they're still, daughter's still in like end of horror movie mode. And she's like, come on, mom, let's go. Daughter goes outside. Mom then closes the door on the daughter, locks the door. The daughter's like, what are you doing? Mom says, I can't leave her. Walks back to grandma, picks her up in, I mean, we, we talked about, um, Top Gun before. I think there's a moment in Top Gun where... Or no, there's a moment in a film where, like, you know, the leading man holds the leading woman, like, in this, like, very, like, loving sort of... Like, holding her up. And this is what the mum does. So she picks up the grandma and slowly walks her upstairs and sits her on the bed. Now, this... This is where the and like Sammy, you know, please fill in where I'm not describing this correctly. No, no, you got it, you got it. So, Keep going. So I'm on mom, the edge of my seat. <laughs> mom at this point starts to complete the job Grandma started of pulling off her skin. So she starts to gingerly and very tenderly. Like rem- lovingly. Like so lovingly. And the camera work is lovely. And the way they do it, it this isn't like, it, it doesn't really come across as a creepy scene. This comes across as a beautiful scene. This is why it's so it's confusing. Bizarre and beautiful. <laughs> it's so, like, it is so beautiful. So she's pulling the skin off her grandma to reveal underneath. And I know this sounds like blackface. It's not blackface. Essentially... A grey, black, babyish alien. No skin, sorry, no hair, just a skinless, completely dark, you know, humanoid alien that is just sitting on the bed with this motionless, with this uh, emotionless expression. Um, It's almost like a mummified corpse looking thing, I'd say. It looks like mummified. Yeah, you're right. It looks mummified, but it's it's absolutely alive. uh, mm, my mm-hmm. my partner Adele Adele Couple, she's been on the podcast before, has uh, you know has this term um, that I think is really funny that came just came up out of a joke where you know you know how sometimes you you call your pet your fur baby like you know we have a dog and it's a fur uh-huh. baby and then somebody was like well what does that make a human and she's like oh well, that's easy it's a skin baby and oh my god I saw that somewhere on Twitter somehow <laughs> this has made its way back to me I saw some I saw someone post that on Twitter calling someone a baby a skin baby and they were like I just don't want to have to carry this knowledge alone <laughs> and I think the thing is it's like I can't think of a better term for what the mum becomes at the end of this film which is basically a skin baby so at this point Mum sort of tenderly lays down the skin baby on the bed and lies down behind her. At this point, the daughter has broken into the house, is like, what the fuck? But then sees what's happening and then lays down on the bed behind the mum. So it's the three generations of the family just having a really nice moment on the bed. And then there's a moment where the daughter notices the black mold growing on the mum's back. And then that's the end of the film. A metaphor mm. for dimension. <laughs> <laughs> Death wow. comes for us all. It'll come for us all. 
Okay, that's. It's so interesting. Even in your retelling it, it like feels like it. Be- it was like two different movies almost. It 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 feels like two different movies. Sammy, like like it it really was the whiplash you feel with the change of tone at that end is amazing, and yet it feels natural when you're watching it. I think. Yeah. Um. There's something about it is very satisfying from a character perspective where I think earlier in the movie she's kind of trying to pawn off her mom at this retirement home and it just very much like brings it home of like the most intimate thing she could be doing is literally like helping her peelers it's and I know it sounds disgusting and gross but it is this kind of like it's, well, it's presented like in like a care a caretaking way, and it's like I'm I'm here with you. I have you. Nothing I'm about not you is gross from this. Nothing horror. about you yeah. is gross to me, and I'm like here for whatever you need. And so it was a very beautiful Dang. conclusion to that character's arc, but one that I absolutely did not see coming. If you asked me how's this movie going to end, I wouldn't have said daughter pulling off her mom's skin <laughs> and then cuddling her in bed. <laughs> yep, feels like a surprise. And I think that's what's amazing about it too is because when you retell it, it sounds like a joke. When you retell it, it's like, oh, lol, I can't believe that happens. But watching it, it's the most beautiful moment I've seen in a film in a long time. It was. It was very touching. Oh, I love that. Dang. I think it w- I, I I liked this movie. And I yes, I liked it more at the end. I'm glad you suggested it. <laughs> it was great. At the sound design, the music. It's also Emily great Mortar- to get a new release. It great to get a new release in 2020. They're few and far between. They're few and far between. <laughs> um Emily Mortimer's accent. Maybe it leaves something to be desired, but overall she was good. <laughs> yeah, not as good as our accents, but We'll let we'll let her do her thing. I would say your accents are better than Emily Mortimer's, which I think is like a pretty cool thing to That's have. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm out of practice with my accent, but I will say that the reason my accent got good is because one time I was driving uh, home to Los Angeles from San Francisco, and on the seven hour drive, I just spoke to myself out loud in an Australian accent, nonstop, <laughs> like a crazy person. <laughs> Why didn't this come up earlier? What the hell? <laughs> I was too. I was too uh, on the spot. I froze and could what only focus on my impression. What were you talking about for seven hours in your Australian accent? I'm very good at talking to myself. I don't know. I could not tell you, but I just I can. <laughs> I have a lot to say, and I said it for seven hours straight. <laughs> oh my god! Well, look, guys. Thank you. So this has been an, uh, an extremely long episode of Spooko. Um, <laughs> I imagine a pretty long episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. Guys, it was such a pleasure to have you on the show slash be on your show. Same. To be, to be the guest it, and the host. The guest what and a dream. the host. We lost, <laughs> we lost Peach just minutes ago. He had to be a responsible adult and, and tend, to, tend to his life. Um, but boy I mean what a treat it was to chat with you both again this was great Um, and I guess uh, can we do an Australian accent goodbye (gasps) yeah okay so (laughs) 
<laughs> All of us here at uh, too scary. Too scary didn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh my god, it was so bad. <laughs> oh, excellent. Take that, Emily Mortimer. Uh, this was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe, and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up? <laughs> <laughs>